Obviously, you're pleased with how the first six Ragnarok turned out. I am. I'm very happy with it. It's very, I'm very pleased, actually. And IDW is at least the extent that we're going to do more, so I guess they're pleased, too. Your approach is more of a high fantasy approach than your Marvel forearm, which is more of a Kirby-esque superhero approach. Is the second series going to continue in the same vein? Approach? I think so. I mean, well, it's a Marvel book, and I, I brought a lot of mythology to that, but it was really, you know, it's part of the Marvel Universe, so yes. I didn't have to invent the world that Thor was living in, whereas in Ragnarok here, I do have to invent the world. And, you know, I'm not, I don't have to worry about crossovers and, you know, guest shots and stuff like that. I mean, I have... I have a beginning and I have an end for the whole series. A bunch of stuff in the middle. I haven't worked all that stuff out, obviously. I like to go on for a while. As a result, I've got a pretty clear idea of what the world is like. I will say as the book goes on, I will probably add a lot more stuff to the world as it goes. I have a lot of thoughts about that, and it's going to be kind of a balance between wanting to keep it kind of this, you know, quasi-Nordic world Mm -hmm. that he's in at the moment, or I may really expand that with time and include some other stuff. I don't know about that yet. The stories really will dictate that as to what I do with it. It ended on sort of a cliff of the last series. How much can you talk about the next run? What I will say, I mean, there are six issues, and basically the next six, the basic story is really going to be uh, about the Black Alpha Sapphire. I mean, they, they were really in it as a setup. Well, about set, they had their own story, but they really, they'll be the featured players of the next round, and that's the, that'll be the next story. And then the one beyond that, at the moment, although this is so early in the game, though I don't know if this is really going to happen. I don't, this is not really revealing anything specially. But they possible in the Norse myths after Ragnarok, uh, in, in, the, in the Norse myths at Ragnarok, in hell, the ship of dead men's nails full of bad guys steered by Loki sails from hell to Vigra the battle plane. But after that, there's really, there's really no mention of Hela. There's nothing that really says, you know, what happened to her. There's no, I don't think she has a death at Ragnarok. So, she, you know, she's not mm-hmm. really there or seems to be, yes. at least by omission. So I have an idea for a, a third story arc that would involve Thor actually going to hell and kind of discovering Hela's fate and, and being involved in some of that as well. Yeah. So that's, far enough off that by the time I get there, I may have a different idea, but we will see. Is the rest of the pantheon gone? Everybody else is dead. It's just Thor, basically, and everyone else has been wiped out. Yeah, I mean, that's how Ragnarok works. What I've made that's different from the classic stories is simply that Thor, I mean, what we're going to find out, and and I've said this elsewhere, it's not really a spoiler, but because Thor wasn't there, the Midgard Serpent wasn't killed. Because the Midgard Serpent wasn't killed, he went to the aid of everybody else, and essentially all the bad guys survived, all the good guys died. The only bad guy, the only major bad guy who died was Garm, who was one of those uh, hellhound or a big wolf uh, at the entrance of hell, and it's actually in the fifth issue. I didn't make it, I drew it expressly. Mm. I didn't actually explain it clearly, I don't think. I mean, I didn't, I didn't make a big deal out of it. But you can see Garm leaping on top of Tyr, the one-handed God, Tyr is driving his sword up through Garm's chest. So Tyr, in his death, does actually manage to clean somebody out. But really, that's the only major bad guy that's gone. The rest of them still exist, and Thor will be heading off to find them beginning next issue. Is it fair comment to say that this is like a hybrid between Lord of the Rings and, you know, the Norse myths? I'm not sure what I would... I just, I'm just trying to tell stories, Joel. <laughs> that's about it. I mean, the Lord of the Rings, there's a lot of Nordic mythology and also Finnish mythology yes. in the Lord of the Rings. A lot of other stuff, too. And so, in some ways, Tolkien and I, and I, uh, this is not to compare our works at all, but we are both drawing from some mm. of the same sources. I'm sure Tolkien drew from much wider sources than yes. I did, and much more primary sources. I'm not trying to be him, obviously. There is a, uh, in the scene where, well, both when Brynja walks into the bar the, in that crappy 
town in the first issue, where Reagan walks in to try and find out what happened to her a few issues later. Um, that's kind of like Showdown in the Old West. That didn't yes. show very much, but that's really, that probably owes a lot more to bar scenes than American Westerns than yes. does to Tolkien or to the Lord of the, or to uh, Norse Smith. <laughs> so I'm happy to take, you know, whatever I feel will be appropriate for the storylines, but I'm not trying to steer too close to Tolkien. I mean, I, it's hard not to in the sense that he's such, he underlies so much of fantasy, but at the same time, when I describe the story to people, I talk about the nine worlds colliding and collapsing and becoming this vast land. Yeah. And that really probably owes more to Mike Moorcock and to his, the idea of the cosmic balance. At least when I talk to people about that, that's how I describe it. Yes. Which really owes a great deal of Mike's work. So, you know, it's just, it's stuff I've read for years and, and, uh, I'm kind of trying to pound them in together in a, a coherent storyline that works for the, the stuff I'm doing in the book. So is the approach for the second series similar to the approach sort of visually and in terms of story? Yeah, it really picks up right together. I mean, the six issues to begin with really end with Thor having gotten back to Asgard, having found out what happened, being kind of clued in at least in some degree about what the world is like now. And, you know, with his learning about it, the reader also learns about it. So I've tried to make a complete unit out of that in that sense. At the same time, I've left two really major plot threads open. One is the ongoing interest of Surtur, who has figured out that Thor is likely alive yes. and is sending apparently a rather numberless number of fire demons uh, off to Asgard to see who they can find. And Regan and, and his daughter Drift right there hiding in Asgard, you know, watching Thor fire up the pyre that holds his wife's body and the rest of them. And so that both those plot threads will be addressed really in the first two issues of the next series with Regan and Drift being the ongoing for these six issues. That'll be that, that really will be their story. How hard is it to make the reader empathize with these massive creations? <laughs> well, I don't know how massive this stuff is. I think, I mean, really, that's part of matter. You want to give all your characters personalities. Yes. Even the gods had personalities in the in the Norse myths. If you read them, Thor's kind of quick to anger. I've kind of touched that a couple of times. Uh, that'll be actually showing up again in the next issue. You know, he's a guy who's lucky. He obviously comes back. He finds his wife is dead. His children are dead. I don't think that's very hard to relate to, really. I mean, the gods in these stories are really, they may be writ large, mm. but they're not writ so large that you can't empathize with them as a human being because they have the same emotions. They have the same tragedies. Uh, they share a great deal with ordinary humans. Uh, hopefully, if we give them the right personality, as well as the uh, Regan, who's lost his wife, uh, trying to take care of his daughter, uh, but at the same time, revenge himself and protect his daughter, create a bubble of protection around his daughter in a world that's obviously extremely dangerous. Well, that's not, I don't think that's too hard for any parent to relate to. So, mostly it's a matter of personalities, it's a matter of agenda. You're trying to figure out, you know, Regan is trying to avenge his wife and protect his daughter. That was the, then that was the black elf. That was their idea in the very beginning. Well, all of us, you know, anybody who's got kids, mm -hmm. even those who don't have children, but you understand the, the idea of protecting children, trying to keep them safe in a, uh, you know, in a nasty world. And uh, the Ragnarok world is, you know, nastier than some as far as we can see so far. So I think that brings the empathy for the character, for what he's trying to do. The little girl's just, you know, she's got a lot of personality, I hope. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I work on that. She's still trying to figure a lot of stuff out. There are things going on with her that we will learn about later on. Uh, I've been kind of implied a couple of things about what she's about, really. She's more than a small child. And then Thor is just, you know, he's a guy, he's essentially maybe a god, but he's a guy who's lost his wife, lost his world, lost his parents, lost everything he ever knew. And, uh, you know, uh, he's not very happy about it. So I think we understand that as well. So it's really a matter of finding the, the agendas that the characters have and then writing those in a way that makes them accessible to readers. And that's really all you're doing. That's really, you do any kind of writing, really, where you try to write personalities and stories. So what other settings can we expect then in the second series? Well, the second 
second one, it, it'll open up and it'll be in Asgard for at least a couple of issues. It probably won't get in the road for a, until the third issue. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to track down uh, the Lord of the Dead, Angantir, yes. and track him down. Uh, and I think I can, without going too much, I can say they will. Yes. So then it becomes a matter of what do you do about it. Also, it's a matter of, you know, what's Reagan going to do about it? Reagan really cut a deal to kill four, so that has to get worked out in some way. I probably can't say much more about it than that. that no, 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 no. I'm ambitious. Basically, we have, we have, you know, Reagan's, Reagan's motivations really are to kill four, and that will protect his daughter. Yes. Uh, because he'll be given gifts by the Lord of the Dead that will make her safe in that world. Now that he and Thor are pretty close to being face-to-face, mm-hmm. and will be in the next issue, we're going to, at the same time, we're going to solve that, and at the same time, Thor had made a promise to Regan's dying wife, Brynja, yes. that he would look after and protect Griffa. It's going to be kind of hard to protect her and kill her old man at the same time. <laughs> so these are conundrums that will, will be addressed in the next story arc, yes. as will the Lord of the Dead, kind of who he is, what his deal is, how powerful he is, one way or the other, and uh, his intersection with both Regan and Thor, and oh, actually both, all three, Regan and Drifa and Thor. And that's where the next six issues are going to be talking oh, about. Okay. Is Laura Martin back colouring your work? As far as I know, she's on board for the next round. She's a great colourist, actually, and stuff looked... She is great. It, looked, it looked magnificent. She hasn't called me up telling me she's dumping me yet, so I'm hoping that that's all going to work out. <laughs> so basically, there could be three Ragnarok series. Well, in theory, I'd like to go for a good five years or longer, um, but I don't know how that's all going to That'll depend on sales, obviously, Yes. Uh, and on my continuing ability to get stuff done. And But if it does, I have a long series I would like to do, but but, but not an endless series. But I want to do it the way, you know, I'm borrowing from, hey, they're here, I'm borrowing from uh, Mike Mignola. I'd like to do it in a series of story arcs rather than an ongoing monthly comic. I don't have the energy or I don't have the speed really anymore. I'm slower than I used to be. If you look at the work, whether the work you like to work better or worse, one has to say it has more lines in it. (laughs) So that just takes longer to do. So I'm trying to use Mike's model of doing a series of story arcs. And I have a lot of arcs I'd like to do. I already have, I don't know. 50, 60, 100 ideas tucked away uh, in a folder. Yes. Well, I say a folder, a virtual folder. My yes, computer. yes. Um, not all those stories will get done. Mm. A lot of them are just are simple ideas. Some of them are more in the way line of plots. And I hadn't really thought about doing a, a third arc in hell mm. until fairly recently. That's why I'm not sure that's going to be the third arc for sure. But I, I do see this as an ongoing, really an ongoing exploration of the Dusklands. Um, yes. It with Thor as my interlocutor, as it were, the guy that's really whom we're really following so we can find out more about the world and his interactions with those characters. And then, of course, try to meet his agendas, which is to go out and find all the guys who killed everything he ever knew and uh, deal with them. Would there be any temptation down the line for you to act as a scripter on this and get somebody else in to draw it? Um, well, I don't know. I, to be honest, I've never thought of it that way. I mean, I've never thought of that. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen because I one likes to, what, it's hard to prognosticate the future. But as far as I'm concerned, I'd like to keep doing it as long as I possibly can. Yeah. So what is there new in the collection? So there's a, a cover. Will there be sketches? There's about a dozen pages in the back, 10, 12, something like that. I forget exactly. Yeah. And it's a mixture of just stuff we thought would be interesting. There's like, uh, some character design pencils. Yes. Uh, like character sketches. Uh, I think there may be a page or two of actual pencils, just the, the stuff I did before. I, I scan my pencils before I ink them. Mm. I make a high-res scan of all my pencils these days. So I have all that stuff available. Yes. And uh, also because I work through a series of layers, I do, let's say I've got a drawing of Thor, a layout of Thor on the page, and he's you know throwing his hammer or whatever he's doing. So what 
I do is if I've got a loose layout of Thor on a page, yes. what I will do is I will take a piece of uh, copier paper, like legal size paper, yes. and I will do a more detailed drawing, kind of a worked out structure drawing of that character. I'll put that in the white box, and then I will trace off a final pencil, clean pencil drawing of the character. But the structure drawing, which will be rough and will have a certain amount of, a lot of extra lines, and as I'm finding the drawing, yes. they look pretty cool. And because they're rough like that, they have a lot of life to them. Yes. So we've included some of the structure drawings. Just went through, I, I mean, I keep most of that stuff. Yes. So, I've got, of course, I generate a ton of that when I'm working on even on a single issue. So we went through and found a bunch of structure drawings and included some of those in there as well. So it should be a kind of a mixture of the various stages I go through. They're not really organized in stages, but... You know, there's character sketches, there's structure drawings, there's finished pencils. So just have a little look behind the curtain to see the process by which this stuff finally becomes real. You just put the Dark Knight variant cover up. Is, I did. Was it because it was just a one-shot deal, if you like? Is that why it was fun yeah, to draw? Yeah, DC is doing something which I, I, I can't fully explain. Really, I don't really understand it entirely. I mean, I guess I've sort of intuited stuff off the web. Yes. No one from DC has explained it to me, but I, I gather they're doing this a ton of variant covers. And they are. Bolland is doing one and Gibbons, and there's tons of people. Something like tons of them. And it sounds as though different covers are going to go out to different groups of retailers. Oh, okay. Now, you, I mean, you can quote this if you want, but I don't. you'd have to ask somebody yeah. for real from DC yeah, or maybe in one of the stores who would know this stuff for certain. I'm just, as I said, I'm intuiting it from what I read on the web. So yes. all I really know is that the drawing I did is going, it is labeled Phantom. It's going with the Phantom group, oh, okay. which I, I gather is a group of retailers who get together and kind of buy stuff en masse and then divide up among themselves. Yes. I don't, that's kind of my impression, but if it turns out that's not correct, don't sue me. I've seen my name and the word Phantom associated on the web in a list of all these different covers where every artist is listed, or a lot of them are listed, and then they have different names beside each one, which I take to be different groups of retailers. But okay. I'm, again, I, I think that's what's going on. You might that's what it is. That was what that was. But yes, it was a one-off. Uh, I got a call from D.C. Uh, Mike Chirilla called me up and said, asked I'd be interested in doing one, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to draw one of Frank's Batman, more or less. So yes. I said, sure. Cool. So I assume that obviously Ragnarok is obviously taking up most of your time at the moment. Yes, I, I've taken a break after the last one. I wrapped up at the end of June. I'm back on the next arc now. I kind of took some of the summer off, or I did a few odd things, like like doing that Dark Knight cover, a few other things here and there. Um, and now I've kind of pulled my horns back on that. I'm not taking any more of those kind of covers for the time being. Yes. Uh, I'll just work on Ragnarok until the next story arc is done, which will be, you know, half in the next year probably before I'm finished that. And then I may goof off again for a part of the summer and maybe do a few other things here and there and then go back to work on Ragnarok in the next on three and uh, just kind of do that for a while. It seems to be working out fairly well. Is it coming out in December? It should be coming out in December. I got my fingers crossed. Like, I got a lot of work still to do. But that, we were shooting for that originally, and I'm still hoping we can manage to do that. That'll all depend on me getting it done.